Hello, hello. Welcome back. I'm Katie Richardson. This is What's Working Now. And today we have an amazing guest. He's smart. He's super creative. He's pretty much the best at everything he ever does. (laughs) And he's my son, Walker Richardson, my firstborn. He's 19. He'll be 20 in the spring. Walker, welcome to the show. Good to be here. Now, if you are a longtime listener, you might know this is not the first time that Walker's been on the show. So if you want to start at the beginning, go to episode 47. And that was when Walker was a senior in high school. And he shared kind of what his plans were and what he was going on to do. And today, he's doing some really awesome, cool, and incredible things. So, Walker, get everybody caught up. What have you been doing in the last 18 months? I went to college. Uh, I was studying computer science, but I pretty much just took generals, a couple of computer science classes, but it was enough that I decided I wanted to try something else. So I spent a lot of time doing video uh, professionally. Like I had some clients there I was working for. I was also doing editing so people, other people would film and I just edit the clips. Uh, I enjoyed that. Let's talk about that a little bit. Like, how did you develop that ability to tell a compelling story in video? I just enjoyed doing it a lot for fun. And I did it enough for fun that eventually people thought I was good enough to do it for them. And then when I started doing it for other people, then it got more serious. And I just watched videos and tutorials until I was proficient. Yeah. So you might not understand this, but I I could see that skill set, that talent, that you had a creative eye from a really young age. And so one of the things as your mother, I did was to make sure you had the tools that you needed. And that if you had those tools that would then allow you to develop this skill set. So, I mean, you got an iPhone at a fairly young age. I did. I think I was 12. And I know it was a little bit controversial at the time because that then meant that you had like endless access to the internet. But I wanted you to also have access to an amazing camera and then the software that came on a phone to start editing and creating videos. So you you started creating and editing videos and telling a story for yourself, right? Yeah, just for fun. Yeah. And then because you had been doing this, and I saw that and how skilled you were. I was around a famous YouTuber who mentioned he was in need of a videographer who lived on the island. And I was like, oh, well, have you talked to Walker? He could at least fill in the gaps for you. And to your point, so you successfully filmed videos for Jerry Norton and word got out pretty quickly that, hey, Walker's great. Yeah, it didn't take long for other people started asking if I would do stuff for them too. So you kind of just threw yourself into this. And from there, you had to learn things like telling somebody else's story and getting the frames and perspective that your client wants. And then even things like invoicing your client. What are some of the things that you learned as you kind of threw yourself into this industry and started working? Uh, Honestly, I'd never used my email before. I was like, the first time I'd ever used my email was just talking with like Jerry and his um, his team about where to send video and invoice and that kind of thing. 
So that was kind of big because I just never used it for anything, really. I think you've had like five different email addresses over the years because you always forgot your login and then you had to create another one. Yeah, or I just got a bunch of spam stuff. Yeah. So I just made a new one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you learned how to use your email. That's fantastic. What else did you learn as you threw yourself in? Um, I kind of... It was a little bit, I mean, like, humbling because I thought the way that I made videos was the best way. It was my favorite way, but it wasn't exactly what other people want. So then I was able to incorporate maybe other people's opinions I was making. I mean, did you learn any tricks on how to clearly define and identify what the client wants? Uh, just communicate and kind of just ask up front what they're thinking, what their vision is, and then communicate what I have, what I've premeditated, and then get there on that. Usually it's always positive. And then we move forward together versus just guessing what we want. I mean, one of the videos that you made for me like a year or so ago, you actually storyboarded it out. You're like, hey, mom, this is the concept. And I'm thinking we get this frame and this frame and this frame. Have you done anything that way? With clients, what I'm curious about is you said you communicate your vision to your clients. How do you do that? Uh, I do make storyboards, but I actually haven't shown them to any clients. I just tell them sort of what I'm thinking and um, some of the shots I'm thinking and kind of describe the flow of the video and how we'll transition from certain settings and like frequently they like the ideas. Yeah. And what are some of the tools that you've used in some of these projects what have you like actual hardware and software i edit all the videos on final cut pro uh, it's just super simple and integrated uh, as far as hardware i use the drone i fly the drone a lot and get a lot of drone shots and clients like that um uh honestly for just short um little grab moments. I like filming with my phone just because it's so fast and simple. And uh, it's you can grab things that are maybe would take too long to set up the actual camera. Yeah, like some of your best videos are just shot with your iPhone. Yeah. And before we moved here, like days before we moved here, you and I went to the Verizon store because I wanted to make sure you had the like latest phone. And there was a time when you had the nicest phone in the family. Did you know that? I think I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I wanted you to have that depth of field that comes with the newer phones a couple of years ago and you've put it to good, good use. So we've lived here for two years now and we're in our third year and it's been quite the adventure. What are some of the things that you've been maybe surprised or things that you like about Puerto Rico? Um, there's a lot of really amazing people here. Um, a lot of them all move for the same reason. And so I've been able to meet and learn from a lot of really great people and sort of study into them. Um, obviously. Let's, okay, go, go ahead. All right. Well, you were talking about cool people that you have met. You know, you hang out with... Ben, your dad, my husband, <laughs> you hang out with dad at his office. He has an office at the Yacht Club and has this beautiful view of the ocean. And you go hang out with him sometimes. And you've even met somebody recently there. 
Uh, yeah, I met a guy who runs a yachting company. So he buys the yachts for clients, like does all the research work and everything that goes along with buying a yacht. And then he'll maintain them. He like trains crews to work on the yacht and he, he'll charter the yacht because a lot of the time they'll buy the yacht and they're like, there's no way I'm chartering this thing. And then they find out how expensive it is. And then they're like, well, if I start, if I charter this for three weeks out of the year, it pays for itself or something like that. And so pretty soon they decide to charter. He handles all that. And um, then eventually he sells them the yachts for the clients. So he wanted a videographer to help market his business. And I just ran into him through dad at the office. And I'm working with him next month on some cool stuff. Yeah. There's a saying that proximity is power. And so you're just hanging out with your dad in his office and next to you guys, probably just getting a glass of water or a cup of coffee is this guy and you guys get talking and pretty quickly he's giving you some really cool projects to work on. There's also been other people who have heard of you and like chased you down and wanted to talk to you. And you said no to some of these people, which was really bold and brave to you. How do you decide who you're going to say yes to and who you're going to say no to? A uh, big part of it is just certain videos are not enjoyable to make. And video editing is really, you're just sitting down and not moving for a long time. So if I hate the project I'm working on and it takes six, seven hours, like it's not fun. So if I have the luxury of choosing between multiple people, uh, I definitely like choosing one that's more fulfilling. I wonder where you got that. <laughs> like, seriously, when you said no to that famous TikToker, I was like, wow, I love that. That's so cool. You were like, mom, it's just meaningless. I was like, well, I know that. But the fact that you at 19 were like, uh, no, thanks. And then there's other influencers here that you know from the pickleball courts and the gym, and you're going to be doing work for them as well. Yeah, we're talking about some stuff that we're putting together. Yeah. So you went to a year of college. You haven't gone back. <laughs> and I'm totally okay with that. Um, what is kind of your plan? You'll be turning 20 in a couple months. What is your plan right now? Quick question for you. What would happen in your business and life if you could show up powerfully? As a coach to high-performing entrepreneurs, I help intelligent people like you do just that. And in, if you want to be inspired by people who are getting more done in 90 days than most people do all year, I'm going to invite you to go check out my case studies. The website is now.katierichardson.com forward slash case study. And the cool thing is we've got so many case studies there. You can find an entrepreneur who's just like you. I've also got a link for you down in the show notes. Okay, back to the show. Uh, right now, I've got a couple of video product projects that take up quite a bit of time. So I think I'll end up building this video business to something that's somewhat substantial. And are you going to be also getting an education like... Yeah, I'm um, I'm doing the not normal education program with with Ben, okay. my dad. Yeah, and you've been reading some really fascinating books recently as part of that. Tell us some of the people that you've been learning about the historical figures. I read one called Alexander the Great about Alexander the Great, and that book was 
super entertaining. It was written as a narrative, so it was like a story of his whole life. And uh, yeah, it was really cool to learn about the battles and the manliness that he displayed, uh, whether or not that was embellished. And right now I'm learning about Benjamin Franklin and how he shaped America and uh, became the most famous American in the early 1700s. So there's a lot of cool lessons to learn from history, and I really enjoy it. Yeah. How do you, can you give us an example, maybe something that you learned from a book, and then how maybe it changed the way you think, or even actions that you took in any of the books that you've read over the years? Uh, there's a lot of examples of that. Um, just in the Benjamin Franklin book I'm reading right now, he had his group called the Hunko, I believe. I want to mispronounce it, but. It was a group of people who were tradesmen in his town, which was Philadelphia. And he brought these people together, present them, I think monthly, with ideas that he'd come across and uh, like scientific ideas or political ideas or welfare projects that he wanted to develop. Even though, even at that point, I don't think he was really in deeply involved in the politics, but he was just a, uh, interested in the public well-being. So in this group, he would further his ambitions, and it helped him a lot. And so I'm pretty keen on setting up my own Unco or Junto, whichever one it is. But group of people, yeah. yeah. Like a mastermind. Pretty much, yeah. 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 So are you, you said you're interested in forming that sort of a group. Are you actively doing something or like someday you would like to? Uh. Kind of. I'm working on with the not normal thing. So develop the not normal network. That will be the group, the group. And so I'm reaching out to people who I think would be good fits and kind of gauging their interests. And then it's ready. They'll be involved. Okay. That sounds super, super cool. Um, you have grown up in what we call a not normal home where you're, both your parents are entrepreneurs. And so from a really young age, the Richardson perspective and kind of way of moving through the world was always a little different. And when you were really young, it was maybe a little bit frustrating because your life was different than other people's lives. What what would you say now that you have matured, you've lived on your own, and you've kind of seen a greater perspective, what are some of the things that we do differently in our family? Uh, we traveled a lot. Um, like we went to Taiwan when I was in first grade. That was really formative of like how I saw myself. How so? Well, like whenever I'd introduce my, or like we'd play two, two, two truths a little. As always, I went to Taiwan. And like that was just a big thing thought about myself is that I've traveled and so that was cool and like I had a more of a global perspective on a lot of things uh, that was that was very uh also we like I saw my parents as like business owners even before it was big I still was like I thought that was really cool and so I've kind of always thought just 
that by default that eventually I would business. And I don't think that's normal, but that's how I felt. Yeah. Super cool. One of the things that Truman talked about is that we don't have our phones out at dinner. Are there other things that maybe we just do differently in our home? <laughs> we we have a certain way of doing things. Uh, we certainly do, but it's just been the same for so long. And it's hard to pick out Yeah, what's not considered normal. Yeah. I mean, we talked in episode 47 about your fitness journey, and you really had this transformative physical manifestation of making changes in your diet and physical fitness. What are some of the things that you're working on physically right now? Um, I've had a lot of injuries, like a lot. And uh, I don't know why, but like, so right now I'm recovering from several. And that just means, you know, conquering the ego lifting half of what I maybe could, not running as hard as maybe I could, and just taking it easy, which is really hard sometimes, but like taking it easy and then not ever breaking that. Like you'll one day going hard and then it like ruins weeks of progress. Yeah, I can, I know what that's like, injuries and then having to take it easy, it's hard, but it's teaching you some important lessons. As you are 19, almost 20, living in Puerto Rico, what are just kind of some of the fun hobbies that you like to do here? Uh, number numero uno is surfing. We love to surf. <laughs> uh, me and Truman, and sometimes Sterling, we go to the surf break that's like 20 minutes from here. And we surf it almost every morning at 5 a.m. and swells in. So this past week, that's been like five days in a row. And uh, it's unbelievable amount of fun it's cool because you get better every time you go and sometimes you're just sitting out there in the ocean next to the cliffs with your brother while the sun sun's coming up horizon birds are coming out and there's fish jumping and it's just a magical thing to start a way to start your day what are some of your daily practices or daily habits that people might be curious to learn about um there's a couple things i try and do every day uh, one of which I read for at least an hour a day. Uh, I play the guitar for like half, half an hour a day, sometimes more because it's fun. Um, I go to the gym for an hour a day. I, oh, I, I have some things I'm studying. So I study each of those for an hour a day. One of us right now that's somewhat interesting, at least really interesting to me is, uh, computer science and well, crypto in particular and coding. <laughs> So I'm learning how to actually code certain things in crypto. Like I've made my own blockchain. I've written my own code for an NFT. And uh, so tinkering with that stuff is a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. I spend an hour or two a day on that. And then video on top of all that. And you're not, so you're not in like formal university and you're kind of creating your own education right now. How, how do you, think about it so that you don't just meander and wander and have some structure uh certain things i'm just really interested in and so there's not a lot of meandering because i like it and so it's like go 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 go. what can i do um other things i set goals and uh 
I try and get to that goal as fast as possible. And that's another one. And that keeps the pace moving. That keeps structure for the day and keeps me productive. I love it. Yeah. Walker, I feel like we're just getting started. We might need to have you on again sometime. <laughs> this was awesome. It was great. One of the things that I love doing with you is going to Costco because it's a 30 minute drive and then we get to talk and I get to hear you share about Alexander the Great and Benjamin Franklin or Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And so it's really cool to sit down here and to get to record that kind of a conversation and to hear all of the incredible things that you're learning about. So thank you for being on the show. Of course, anytime. And for everybody who's listening, this is What's Working Now. Thanks for listening to the What's Working Now podcast. If you found today's episode to be interesting, be sure to share this with a friend. And if you are looking to level up your organization as a CEO, I'm going to invite you to join the Now newsletter. This is a weekly newsletter. I send it out on Fridays. I tell personal stories, talk about what it's like to build a significant business while raising a family, homeschooling kids. And I even share case studies, very timely, relevant situations where I go into detail how I am helping entrepreneurs navigate, lead, and build incredible organizations. You can get all of that behind the scenes information and more inside the Now newsletter. I've got a link to it right now in the show notes, and I will see you in the next episode.